0: Welcome to another episode of All Consuming Podcast. Before we get going, I wanted to give a shout out to all of our Instagram followers because we just broke 5k, Woo-hoo! which means we'll probably be doing a giveaway. Hint, hint. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and I also wanted to thank our patrons. We appreciate you all. Thank you for supporting us and encouraging us to help us keep doing what we're doing. Alrighty, here is our episode. So, Tyler, since last time we yeah. did an episode, yeah. we both grew a year older.
1: That's true. It well, was
0: both of our birthdays. Well, technically, we only grew like a month older, but we celebrated turning a year older.
1: Yeah. You're so much older than me, though, Gary.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. You got anything new? Anything happening?
1: Um, just got back from spring break. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Went to Seattle for a few days. Caught some Mariners games, went to a Kraken game. Um, but, like, it was pretty cool to just be, you know, have a week off in the big city. And, like, big city stuff happens, you know. Like, we, my wife and I, uh, we were going up the elevator of our place we were staying. And they have, like, events posted for the night. And so we were uh-huh. coming home, got in the elevator, and uh it was like, like
0: karaoke night
1: yeah it was like seven o'clock and we're looking at this little thing whatever you know and it says eight o'clock Emery at numos and i'm like holy crap and my wife's like you want to go <laughs> right yes and i'm sure why not right and so like i went we were like looked where's Numos? it's like 0. 0.5 away from our hotel we were staying at mm-hmm. so we were like super stoked okay i went to my the, the room and like changed i was like i have nothing black what am i gonna wear you know or whatever <laughs> like so i found something to, to wear and like we got we we're with the kids but my parents um came to they're in a different room so they watched the kids they were all super awesome about it my wife and i we just booked it right we left the hotel and walked to <laughs> And, like, the problem is, like. You can't say you booked it and then say you walked. Like, okay. like if, I'm just picturing if you were, Crystal, This is where like. I'm getting, dude. Like, it is 0. 0.5 straight uphill. And mm. so we're, like, barely into it and we're fading. Like, my wife is far behind me, and she's, like, slow down. I'm, You know, like, we're worried. Like, we're older, Gary. We just it's talked 25 about five miles, man. <laughs> dude, it was straight uphill. And so we're, like, sweating and going crazy. But, like, we know we have to get there. Like, what is random opportunity to see one of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. you know? And so we finally get to Numos, and we're sweating, dude, right? We're, like, out of breath. We go to the guy in the front. We're, like, two tickets to Emory, you know, two of us. And he's like, bro, we're sold out. Uh, and then I thought, like, duh. Like, why didn't I just, like, look at any social media posts before? Why didn't I, like, look at the yeah. the venue's website? I just was like, oh, there's, there's got to be space. Mm. Dude, the way he looked at me, too, was like, who are you? <laughs> bro, we've been sold out for days. And then it's, I went to, it's like. 2023, man. <laughs> then I went to Emory Is like, uh like instagram and looked at their stories and they posted sold out stoked and Mm -hmm. like all these like reposts of people that like finally got tickets And i'm like oh i'm an idiot that sucks dude and then like so it's a super kind of small venue and whatever band was playing before it was like classic crime Mm -hmm. in emory yep um but there was an opener and uh like you could hear the opener outside and so my wife's like you want to just like stand here the whole night or i was like no we're not gonna she's a team player she was in it man she was in it she was okay with it but i was like no
0: let's go get some ice cream
1: yeah so we (laughs) left and yeah went home and i was super disappointed but i was like on the way home like downhill i was basically like running because it's so steep you know but like downhill i was like what was i thinking man of course it sold out emory's a seattle band dude you know anyways that was my sad story of the spring break that's
0: rough dude it was yeah. a good story though i, yeah. I wished i had a, a story oh you don't no i i didn't have a spring break you true know, f- my first maybe second week back at work It's exciting yeah life is uh pretty rough now you know it we're in some show holes so it's like we finished watching all the shows we were watching and now there's like nothing to watch and every night you know we get the boys to bed and it's like I guess we're watching this documentary on Malaysia flight you know
1: <laughs> dude that that stuff creeps me
0: out man <laughs> I'm not
1: a big documentary guy like
0: Yeah I mean I've I had dreams you know I the, of the whole flight thing and like what if it happened to me and like oh I think I know where it's at Yeah, you know <laughs> like But yeah so if anyone has any show recommendations dude Send them to me. Beef on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Is it good?
1: Yeah, it's kind of... There's some weird parts, but like... Uh, He's got Glenn from Walking Dead. Yeah. It's it's actually, like, really good.
0: My only problem with those, it's like, okay, any Netflix show, here's my soapbox. It's like, you get eight
1: episodes,
0: one yeah. season, and it's canceled.
1: Yeah. Hey, this thing, though, it wraps it up, man.
0: I don't
1: know. Mm, yeah. See, I, I want something, like
0: i don't know a big sitcom that i like i've never heard of the office what's this you know and it's like boom 10 seasons dude there's but,
1: nothing like that out right now like, i know and uh, i've seen
0: so much tv i need to just
1: my buddy is like hey you should watch american auto Have you I ever try. heard of that i tried yeah. too, man i tried and i just can't get into it
0: there's so many shows that it's like try this there's one that i started watching that is so far pretty good it takes place in seattle love is blind animal control oh animal control. animal control Uh,
1: with Joel McHale, Joel McHale. Yep.
0: It's pretty good. I mean, five, five episodes in or so. And it's like, I don't know, Brooklyn nine, nine kind of humor. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, they're in the office, but they also get to go out a lot and do stuff at people's houses with animals and stuff, but it, it, we'll see where it goes. It's going somewhere. But during, uh, my paternity leave, we binged all of better call Saul. Oh yeah. Which, I, you know, why I watched Breaking Bad. Jen didn't like Breaking Bad. Dude, it was I too couldn't dark. Dude, I man. Yeah. But this was, like, much lighter and not nearly as violent or bloody or yeah. inappropriate. Um, and then it's like, uh, when, where is this? You know, because the, the last season just aired, like, a year ago now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where can I watch this? And it's coming to Netflix still, like, five days away from right now. And I'm oh. like.
1: So you have a gap.
0: Yeah. So once that's here, then I'll really be in a show hole.
1: So the, r- the real question, though, Gary, that everyone is wanting to know, have you seen Super Mario Brothers yet? No. I, it's only been a week. Bro, I've already, I've already
0: seen it. My son got in trouble at school. Oh, no. And as punishment, he couldn't watch it last week before Easter. And we went out of town for Easter and stuff, and so it was just a really busy weekend. But the plan was last Thursday but we had to use that as punishment. And it sucked because it punishes me too. <laughs> but, yeah, you wanted to see it. So now it's like, you know, you better listen to your teachers today. If yeah. we get another phone call, oh boy. <laughs> but he's being really good. Like cool, and he's, he's like, we do prayer requests at night, and he's like, help me obey my teachers, <laughs> obey my parents, and obey God. I'm like, I
1: will pray for that for sure. Yeah. You bet, buddy. <laughs> Well, it was enjoyable, but now when my kids want me to put them to bed, they want to listen to, you don't know this yet, Bowser has like a ballad he sings mm. to Princess Peach, and that's all they want to listen to, to fall asleep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And so it, it's cool, but like, it's also Jack Black singing it, so it's yeah. like
0: tenacious, tenacious
1: D. D. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Well... How about we Ooh. talk about why we're actually here today?
1: Oh, that's a good call.
0: So today, we are going to go through a couple songs, six songs from the band Meadows. Yep. And uh, Tyler, it was your idea. Yeah. You're the one that said, hey, let's do Meadows next. And I'm like, really? Like, we have all this stuff to do. There's even new stuff that just came out. You know, new August Burns Red, new Project 86 stuff. Like, there's all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, you want to talk about something from two years ago? So what made you pick this one now and versus, you know, newer stuff or whatever? Well,
1: I really, really like this album. The concept of the three EPs put together. The real reason is on the Kingdom Core podcast, the lead vocalist of Meadows was wearing a turnstile sweatshirt, so I was like, "I'm in," you know. Uh, so <laughs> that, yeah,
0: okay. You're like, someone's wearing turnstile. They're so my favorite I, band now.
1: I gotta, I gotta bring, I gotta talk about it on the podcast, you know. So no, I'm just kidding. But this, this album collection of EPs, I, I just think it hasn't gotten enough love, man. Like, it's so good. It's creative. It's super Christian, and I think it's just super, it's well done, right? And it's different. It's different than a lot of stuff that's been put out. So Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it deserves to be talked about. Have you recently been like on a
0: binge of it or something that made you think this, we need to do this?
1: Yeah, I think it popped up. One of the songs, I think it was The Call, popped up on one of my playlists and listened to it. And then I just kept listening to Meadows. Nice. And I just said to you, in that moment when when I started listening a lot, I was like, We're doing this. Here are the six songs we're going to talk about. Hopefully, you're on board. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, what six songs
0: were you thinking? And, like, you text me, like, right away, all six. And I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) I mean,
1: in reality, like, we could have done all of them. Yeah. But trying to keep it for time's sake, I think six works. And I think the six we chose still fits, like, thematically with what they were trying to get across. Yep. Yeah, I
0: listened to this EP. Well, EP. Three EPs, this yeah. LP. Yes. Uh, when it came out, like you know, it came out like in September 2021. Um, so not not two years ago, almost. Yeah. Um, but I listened to it a ton because on our Discord server we have a bot that tracks our last FM listens. Yeah. And I had the trophy for a while. <laughs> and someone took it from me, and I was like, oh, yeah. So I just listened to Meadows until I took it back. And the trophy, the crown, is like whoever listens to it the most on our server gets the crown, like bragging rights. Right. So it was just like back and forth, back and forth, like every day uh, between me and Napoleon, but or Emo at War, or I say, who is whatever – or Nacho Libre changes his name every day.
1: Whenever every, I'm on a Meadows binge and I go into Last FM and like see how many listens I have and he sees it's creeping up. He just automatically responds like, Hey, yeah, stop it. He's like, don't take that. <laughs> don't like he yeah. is viciously wanting to keep that crown. Yeah.
0: So I, I've been, I've binged them a bit in the past few years, but uh yeah. And I think sonically they remind me and probably because they came out really close together and toured together of idle threat.
1: Yeah. I can definitely see You know, that.
0: there's some like guitar tones and stuff and kind of vocal styles that they do that kind of reminds me of it. Um, and so sometimes I hear like a guitar part and I'm like, what? Oh yeah, I thought this was an Idol Threat song. What the?
1: Bro, you're close. I just pulled up the last FM. Emu at War has 565 plays. You have 557. One more get- listen through this thing and you I'll got it, I'll get it tonight. Get it tonight. And I'm at 312. Dang. You've been catching up. I know.
0: So let's jump into some facts about this EP. So like you already said, uh, this was three EPs merged into one. Um, I believe the story goes they released an EP, tried to get signed. They released another EP, uh, kind of a continuation of the theme and story, tried to get signed. And then they released the third one, and then Face Down's like, you know, we got you. Come join us. We'll slam them all together and re-release it all as one big LP, Um, which I think works really well. Yeah. And I kind of like the whole, like, part one, two, and three. Uh, Not just, like, you could tell that they all kind of sound different because they're all kind of, well, realistically, they were made in different times. Right. Uh, But they all three kind of, like, it kind of has, like, a beginning, middle, and end
1: feel. Yeah, it's a really...
0: It's awesome.
1: It's a complete story. Yeah.
0: So the lineup. It's a five man band. Yeah. Christian Nielsen on vocals. Armando Penago. Sorry, Armando, if I don't say your name right. On guitar. Stone Creel also on guitar. Brandon Dabs on bass. And Evan Wagner on drums. Yeehaw! I saw these guys here in town. Spokane. Oh yeah,
1: you did with uh, the Undertaking, right?
2: Yep.
0: And Ongoing Concept. Fallstar? Star? Fall Star. Whew, I had to really think about that one. But yeah, they were great. And I would talk to them afterwards and hung out. And uh, basically asked, like, how's the West Coast for you? It was like November or something like that. So it was cold. Yeah. And, you know, they're from Alabama. So I was, like, kind of teasing them about the temperature changes. But anyway, Ooh. really good guys. I talked to Armando and Christian for, like, I don't know, thirty minutes. I really? started to feel bad because it's like these people are standing around waiting to buy
1: stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> um, "I'm part of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. My name is Gary." <laughs> Pushed my glasses up. <laughs> no, you no, didn't do that. That's cool, man. How were they
0: live though? Like, they were great. Um, I I think they played nearly all the songs that we are going to talk about today.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: and that's awesome. You know, they he did awesome Jesus shout out. Uh, you know, just saying that there is hope and I think we'll get into a song where they really talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and just really cool down to earth guys. They played a live, a great live show, lots of energy. Um, Austin from the undertaking hopped on the stage and like did a part two and
1: like, it was, it was really cool. Just a lot of energy.
0: That's cool.
1: Cause I feel like sometimes with like this post hardcore genre, not that there's not energy, but there's Parts where there's not,
2: where it's like right.
1: if you back them up, you know, like compared to the Undertaking or you compared to a metalcore band or whatever, it's a little bit different, you know. But live, it they put on a good show.
0: Yeah, it feels more. I don't know emo. Yeah, you know, this is just very emotional parts. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know what you're asking me.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'm asking either. But I will say this. My wife is very excited that we're doing this episode. Oh, she likes Meadows? Yeah, she likes them a lot. Mostly because we've been on, like, these trips lately, and I've been on a Meadows binge, and so oh, I'm yeah. playing it, you know? She's like, who's this? So she's got, like, 200 plays. <laughs> yeah, who's <laughs> this? And her middle name is Dove, and uh, so when the Dove comes on, she's like, this it's song. me. <laughs> you want to know what it's about? Because hopefully it's not you. <laughs> we'll get yeah. there.
0: We'll get there. Well, anyway... Uh, I think for for you listeners that want to know, this week, for like a week, so by the time you hear this, the tour is probably already over, Meadows and Undertaking are going through the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, hitting many, many estate. Uh And they're playing with our friends in Plead the Widow's Cause for one of those.
1: That's awesome. So, That'd be a
0: great show. Yeah. And they're taking another band. There's another band named Empty going. They were on Solid State as well. Uh, so, yeah. If you guys hear this. I hope you had a great time at the show because I don't think we're getting this
1: out, but maybe they found this because they saw them and were like, Hey, I got to get some more stuff on meadows. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be, tell us about your experience. How, how were they on the East coast? Yeah.
0: So yeah, with that, um, how about we talk about what we're going to talk about? Yeah, dude, I'm down. So as we said, this is like three EPs, right? Yeah. And each EP kind of has a different feel and vibe. And this is, This is like a concept album and each, all the songs tie together and it's all the same story. Yeah. Um, Although they are not like, you don't have to listen to them in order. You can put them on shuffle because it's not like a, you know, wait, what happened last time? Right. They do a good job of having the lyrics be ambiguous enough that the details don't matter. But essentially there's three EPs and the first one is the perspective kind of. Mostly of the mom, yeah, and there so there's this family, a mom who's pregnant and has a son and a husband and in part one, the husband leaves, she's left alone to raise her kids
2: mm-hmm.
0: in part two, the perspective is kind of the kids as adults now, and you know mom's dad's still gone, I gotta help take care of mom, we don't have enough money, whatever, and the brother leaves right, and eventually comes back um and then the third part. Is the father's perspective, so it's a prequel, jumps back in time before he died, and you kind of learn about why he left, um, yeah, and how he died and stuff like that. Uh, so it's a really good like storytelling, and I think it's it's a very interesting concept album uh, in in how they do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I really paid that much attention to the whole like story of it all when it the for, you know all these times I've listened to this I'm just like ooh who's this song about yeah you know I had no idea it was like the same dad that he's pissed off about you know right um but yeah it's pretty interesting
1: yeah for me too like you look at it and knowing what it's about and like listening to it as a story right um it's super emotional right it, it moves you there even though, like, you might not have experienced, like, something like this, like, it's it's a tough story. Yeah. Right? And through it all, like, you see the pain and the sorrow. And that feels so, – the, the way Christian screams and the way the music is composed, like, you feel it. You just feel it. Yeah. And then somehow you see God's grace, you know? And so it's just – it's phenomenal, right? It's, it's what I look for. In music, it makes me feel something, and I'm so excited to talk about this. Alright. So we picked two songs
0: from each EP. We hope you like our picks. Yeah. The first song we chose is The Flood.
2: it All alone. her boy, His face reminds her of the pain she felt that day when everything was changed.
0: So, The Flood, yeah, thematically, this kicks off the whole like event, right? Yes, all the songs build on this event. Uh, and it's basically the dad leaves this family, this this mom who has a son, while she's pregnant, yep, and while he's gone, while he left, and they're all alone, he also gets in a car accident and dies, drown, drowns in a river, yep. And so the song is like, uh, man, many of these songs are depressing. Yeah, like if you want to be upset and feel bummed but at the end of the whole thing have a feeling of hope Yeah, Uh, like this is an album that you're gonna like Uh, but yeah I mean this is one of the songs the first song that I heard that like stuck out like listening to the whole thing I'm like I remember the flood right I just remember him yelling that but that man if you can call him that you know like out of this anger uh, for leaving them you know that just really stuck out and I loved it and every time I go listen through it, I'm, I always remember like how he screams
1: that. Yeah. I. It's really, yeah, it's very depressing, but also like, like you said, this is the catalyst for everything, right? Um, and, and some pieces you're going to see later, like when it says, now she is all alone. Her boy, his face, a reminder of the pain she mm-hmm. felt that day when everything changed. Um, inside of that lyric songs we're going to talk about later have those exact same lyrics. Yep. You know? And so it's just like, that's why I think like, even though I guess it is recorded later and all that, like it was all planned or maybe they just went back and like, how can we do this? But I feel like it was like, you know how you're already planning for a sequel Mm -hmm. of a movie before you finish the movie. That's what I feel like was happening here. And I, I just, I just find it to be really, Artistic, you know, like well-written.
0: That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, like in this perspective, which is also what I like too, you're you're seeing the perspective of this mom who is this this woman that's going to have to raise two kids by herself. Like that at the end of the song, that's what sinks in. Like there was a chance that he was going to come back if he's alive but the dude's dead. She sees the car in yeah. the newspaper. Yeah, there is no closure. There's no closure. And so she has to raise these kids on her own. And think of all the emotion that goes into that and this this man who left like You hate him. Yeah. I hate him. Even He's a in the lyrics person. you feel like like like
0: I mean, so this is like him telling a story, right? Yeah. It's not someone's perspective. This is like this is what happened. Yeah. But, and just the way that, you know, it's like, you know, and a kid on the way and they say, yeah. but that man, if you can call him that left her, it's like, like what,
1: why? Yeah. Kept why his foot he... on the gas, took yep. the turn too fast. Boom. River consumes him. Yeah. Brutal.
0: I, I mean, I, we, have, we have to talk about this song because it's, you know, it's the foothold of the whole album.
1: Yeah. And, and like what I do I do love too like there's musically there's some really awesome pieces the ending breakdown ish let the dead bury themselves when that happens that part um that whole last like piece is a little bit different right it has that but that man if you can call him that paired with pain and neglect chose himself instead right he didn't choose his family he chose himself he drowned to death in his regret then the breakdown hits and it's huge man
0: yeah i like that breakdown cuz it's like it's it's in it really encompasses the word it actually slows down every time they do it yeah but uh so why do you think what do you think the intention of saying let the dead bury themselves like is like why do you think that was the closing of the song Right? I mean, we know Jesus says that. Yeah. Although, he doesn't say that.
1: He says, let the dead bury the dead. But... To me, like, I I hear that and I say, he literally was a dead man, like, spiritually, to his family. He was probably not the best dude. Mm -hmm. He was already that way. And he, his decisions literally caused his death. Like, he was... He took some bad person out of the world that was himself. Yeah. You know, by his own decisions. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's difficult for me because I'm trying to...
0: I know these guys are Christians, and this seems like a very intentional line that Jesus said. And, you know, because the, the, in the Bible, right, it's one of the... <clears> oh, <throat> who is it? Matthew or someone? One of the disciples is like, Jesus, I can't go. Right. I, I have to bury my father. And he's like, let the dead bury the dead. And there's a lot of thoughts on like what that actually means. Like the guy's dad was probably going to die soon. And if he left, he couldn't get an inheritance. He wouldn't be able to be there for his dad to bury him, to take over the house, that kind of stuff. And it's like, he was choosing himself and his future financially and, you know, through family and stuff over Jesus. And that was his point. It's like, You gotta put hang that up. Like you have to follow me. Like it takes sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and it was basically he was going to choose himself, which is kind of what this guy did, right?
1: He, he's like he does. It it says that in the in the song lyrics. He chooses himself. Yeah. Over his family.
0: So I can I can see the line, and I think that's the intention behind it. I'm not sure, but I know that these guys are very intentional guys when they write their music, and so I'm trying to. You know, nitpick at every little piece. Maybe, maybe I'll message Christian and be like, "Hey, why'd you use that line?" Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> I think too. Like, maybe this is what they like. Like, maybe, maybe they didn't mean that at all. But to you, it means that. Like, sometimes, yeah, yeah, songs are like left up, up to, to interpretation. Some, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, what something means to me was probably not the intention, but like, it still is true to me. Which is wild. So with that, are you ready to move to the next song? Huh? Yeah, let's do it. The Dove. If the flood was super depressing, right? Like it's the catalyst and it leads into the dove. Um, the dove is a story of not a coward like the person that left the family, the father that left the family in the flood. The dove is a story about the mother who realizes there's no time to grieve There's no time To not Do what's needed And she realizes that And she has to raise Two boys by herself And not only raise them Support them Right And Completely Do it On her own There's no child support Coming because This dude's dead (laughs) Right Yeah There's no Any External support She's gotta do it And like it says too Like in lyrics She's working two jobs To try and just support them, and she's making sure that these kids are being raised the right way. Pulling up her boots and just getting to work. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's pretty cool. It's a, uh, it's inspirational, but it's also still sad.
0: It's really sad. I mean, musically, it sounds very chill when you start. Like, oh, this is gonna be a, this yeah. gonna be a chill song. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a sad. Uh it's a, it's weird right cuz lyrically it's a struggle but musically it's kind of a peaceful thing. Um but yeah, I I like that you know she became like the dove, you know, the, and it says, you know, that brought the olive branch, which is a sign of peace, right? Yeah. And I feel like she was able this is like a a song to tell you that she was able to raise her two kids in a peaceful home by working non right they talked about her tired legs her tired eyes like dark was the day like she's sad all day long depressed overworked dealing with all this that followed by night also yeah. dark you know and you just get like this picture of like this mom you know kicking butt raising this family by herself and, you know, selling, this you know, sold her rings in a pawn shop to make money. She doesn't even get to keep anything of her own. But it's just, like, it's this really cool picture of, like, what she sacrificed. Yeah. What she's done to raise these two kids, which makes it even harder in some of the later songs. Jeez, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I, I like her, uh, how it says that she was the hope for tomorrow, which is kind of like the sign of a dove, you know, like. From Noah's Ark with the dove, right? Second yeah, hope. yeah.
1: And and it, that all kind of relates to the flood, right? So the flood happens, and the the dove is the sign yeah. that like she's she's the reason they got through it. That their hardship is over. Yeah, she's she's the reason. Her yeah. her fighting, her sacrificing, made this happen. And so this mom who's raising these two kids, she has to get it done, even though like deep down inside she is hurt. Right? She's yeah. tired they're barely getting by. Um
0: I like that outro lyric too. Yeah. Where it says, you know, she she cries that that prayer, our father who art in heaven, give us the strength to live today. God yeah. help us carry on. Like that's like the mantra that she had to say every day to get this done.
1: Yeah. And I think too like you look at this as a as a parent, not even just mothers, but I'm I'm sure there's single mothers out there that they hear this And it resonates beyond belief. Because I can't even imagine. Single dads. Single dads, too. Yeah, right. Like, single parents in general. It just probably resonates with them. But even as a parent, like, looking at it and saying, like, it's worth it, you know? Like, there's times even in our lives where we have to sacrifice some things for our kids because we know, like, our kids are everything, Mm -hmm. right? They mean so much to us, and and they're worth it. And God entrusted us with those kids and so when we're making those sacrifices it might not feel good at the time but like it's important whereas the father from the flood he didn't make or so we think sacrifices he just left like a coward yeah and so it's this split you know like the mom is totally selfless where the dad is selfish right and uh it's a good picture of the dove it's a good picture of also christ so with that should we move on to the next one let's do it this is the beginning of part two
0: so there's going to be like a theme change here but this song that we chose is called the absence
2: i woke up to go to My mother crying in the hall, trying to understand why. My brother would just abandon us in the dead of night. I wonder, I wonder if he ever stopped to think if he even thought of us.
0: So, this song is, you know, the boys have grown up. Uh, Mom is not able to take care of the house, and she's sick. Yeah. And this is the perspective of the little brother. So, when dad left, he was pregnant. He was the baby inside the pregnant mom. Yeah. Right? So, he never got to meet his dad. And so, his father figure is his brother. And in this song, the brother leaves, Mm -hmm. just like his dad. Um. And it's, man, song's sad, uh, and it gets angrier the longer it goes. And I really like, like, just his, like, anger and disappointment in his voice when he's screaming this. Dude, yeah. And, like, you know, it gets to certain parts that we'll cover soon. And, like, I'm, I'm feeling angry too, man.
1: Yeah. But what do I, you like? It, it starts off just like that guitar riff. It's like, You can just tell it's kind of like something bad happened, you know? And then he screams, and it's so emotional. I woke up to go downstairs to find my mother crying in the hall just to try to understand why my brother would just abandon us in the dead of night. And it was like the way, just like you said, the way that he screams it is so emotional, so like... Why would you do this to her when it's already happened, with Dad? Yeah, you know, and like you said, like the sheer anger, you know, to make his mother go through that again. Uh, I, I love the the lyrics of, her hands tremble and shake as mm-hmm. mine turned to fists of rage. Yeah, love that. Uh, the hall is flooded with tears as if nothing mattered, all these years. Going back to the previous EP talking about that event where dad left. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because although they're both, both both of them are the sons, right? The dad is left. There probably is a deeper connection with the son that was already born. A toddler or a little kid. We don't know his yeah, age. We don't know his age, but yeah. Right? But he knew his dad. Yeah. He met him. He was there. And so there's probably some of that, you know, that that feeling that's tough for him to get over too. It wasn't just his mom that had to deal with the dad leaving. It was also the son. Yep.
0: Which is probably why there's, you know, trauma. And he does mention later in the song that, you know, there's like a cycle. Does he not see the cycle that he's continuing? Yeah. And what he's doing to his mom again. Um, and I, I like the line when he said... Uh, so this whole song is from his perspective, right? So it's The him, younger brother. Him, yeah, him singing. Uh, but when he says, I can't just stand aside and let two broken men take away her light. Jeez. And he's just like angry at his dad, who he's never met. Angry at his brother for acting like that. When he sees his brother in
1: the alleyway. Yeah, that part's huge. And, and so, okay, this is also is an interesting piece, too, because they're not that old. Right, it's not like they're they're in their thirties, because he's on his bike, going to get his mom's meds. Well, I mean, when did this take place? Right in the flood, the mom sees
0: the car in the newspaper, and knows that it's him that died.
1: Yeah, well, and they'd say dates like seventies, and it happens in sixty three. Yeah,
0: is that's when the the dad left. Right, we'll, we'll talk about that later in a later song. But so yeah, I mean, it, it's back in the day, and if they're struggling financially, they, they can't afford a
1: car. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so I, in my mind, like, I see this, like, later teen, like, older 16, high school 18. kid. Yeah, like, that's who I think the younger brother is. The older brother is graduated probably in his early 20s or something, right? And the younger brother sees him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like, oh, man, it's so emotional.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much we want to go verbatim of uh, (laughs) the lyrics, because you guys should just listen to the song. But basically, he goes to the store to buy the prescription drugs that his mom needs because she's getting sick, and they're having a hard enough time like staying afloat, just the two of them. And on his way home, he sees his brother in an alley, passed out with bloodshot eyes, right? Well, not passed out, but...
1: He's there with bloodshot eyes, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's obviously doing drugs and stuff, and... I love that he says, you know, they widen his brother's eyes. Mm -hmm. And he says, my fists tighten. Yeah. He drops the pills, ditches his bike, runs over there and just lets him have it. I mean, lyrically, it's amazing. Uh, Vocally, like how Christian just does this and how the drums are paced out. Dude. and, And the guitars are just like. I don't know. I feel like you're there, you know, it's like a
1: story, man. It's he so yell, good. yells yeah. at
0: him, calls him you coward, <clears throat> you know, tell don't tell me. I don't understand. You know, you may have lost your father, but I lost the only model of a man that I ever had.
1: Yeah. Him
0: brutal. Yeah. And I love like the ending, how he says like, you were the ghost of the father. I've never known, you know, like this is the movie onward. If yeah. there wasn't a happy ending where they get to hang out with the bottom half of their dad, for most right. of the movie you know yeah. like where the older brother is the dad to him
1: yes yeah i, I think too like this is where it kind of goes back and like the way that he these lyrics relate to the previous songs when you call yourself a man right like and when we did the flood that man if you could call him that you know it's just yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. they're they're bringing all this back um you coward you chose yourself instead right boom his dad chose himself and his dad didn't his mom didn't right like we were just talking about the selfless versus selfless, and dude yeah think about being in the older brother's shoes when you hear your younger brother who you're supposed to be a mentor to like said you're the only father i've known or whatever like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know and and you, you you look at this and you're like man this kid has a head on his shoulders though like he's He's got it, he's got it figured out and like you hope the brother figures it out too. Yep. Man. And and as maybe the mom was like sitting by the window waiting for the dad to return before she found out that he passed away. Now he's waiting for his brother to return like
0: she's probably also waiting for her son to return. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And gosh, it's just it's heartbreaking and you hope that there's like a happy ending cuz it ends with like that was it the dudes cracked out in an alley and he might die just like his dad died well let's listen to the next song and find out what happens okay the next song we're going to talk about is The Embrace The Embrace, uh, this is the answer, not the answer to the song, because we'll get to that. This is the answer to the, the previous like song we talked about, The Absence. Like, <clears throat> is there any redemption for the younger, the older brother, excuse me? Is there any redemption for him? Um, in this song, the mother is, is dying. She's sick, and it seems like she just keeps getting sicker, like... She's on her deathbed. The only thing that's keeping her here is thinking of seeing her son again. Right? And eventually, the son comes back. The prodigal son comes home. That's right. And and I think the way that the lyrics are talks about it. Like, he hesitates to even come into the door right he knows his mom's dying he knows he has to go back but he's been gone for so long he he abandoned her just like the dad did but she welcomes him with open arms right and everything comes back all the memories and like the lyrics at the, the end like if, if you want to cry guys like if, if you want a good cry Listen to this song with the lyrics out and just follow along. In the end, man, like... When the mother's talking, like, we both cried ourselves to sleep each night after your father had passed away. Like, they had a special bond, too, you know? Yeah, that part killed me. Man, like...
0: Just knowing that, you know... So he finally comes, right? Because it says that she calls... And says, you know, yeah. I'm waiting for my son. I'm waiting for my son. And he finally comes and, you know, it says he hesitates to even open up the door at all. Which means he's like, he was moments away from just not even seeing her and just leaving again. Like, sheesh. But, you know, and I, I like how at that moment in the song, the music totally changes. It drops out. It's like this very sad thing. And you can feel that. You can feel yeah. him slowly walking into the room. Yes. Yes. Yes, and he 100%. says, you know, but there's a hand reaching out for me. Am I worth it? This rescuing all, all, am I worth all of this pain? Right. And he says that he's been lost and he feels so ashamed and all this. Right. And it's like, he's been gone a long time. Right. So mom's disease has gotten worse. Who knows how much older he is? Who knows how long he's been gone? Yeah. And she hasn't seen him. And instead of being angry or like, where have you been? You know, like the brother's response. Yeah. You know, yeah. Punching him and being like, you think you're a man? And the mom is like there to like receive him. Right. Open arms. And I mean, I'm not going to read any of the lyrics because I'm going to choke up. Like I haven't cried to a song in forever, Tyler. And doing notes on this episode, this song killed me. (laughs) It killed me. Yeah. But I'm not going to read the words, but basically she describes the way he looks, looking Mm. just like his dad in a positive context. Yeah. Not... Like, uh, you know, just like Tyler said, right? There's lyrics from the previous songs that she says and repeats back to him in such a happy and, you know, embracing way. Um, and the song kind of starts out with like a flood lyricism uh, with all the waves and water and stuff being washed away. And basically, it says, like, the oceans open up and the violence that she feels is beneath those waves. Like, she no longer feels this, like, anger. Or whatever that's happening there. But yeah, I mean, those lyrics are written so well. And the way that the mom says these things so nicely to her son, who's like probably feeling the worst in the world, almost wasn't even going to see her. And she tells him, you can always come back. It's never too late. Says that I see the boy that we had raised, her and the dad, right? And how they both cried themselves asleep like that kills me kills me kills me when when the dad died they cried themselves asleep anyway i said i'm not gonna read lyrics i'm not gonna do it but i love how that sentiment that i don't know the exchange between the mom and the son transitions to be about god like i think this is the first time lyrically where it feels like the band steps aside from their storytelling to tell us if there's breath inside your lungs then you can have hope yep right god calls us still his sons and daughters and it's like it is the prodigal son story right coming home thinking oh boy i'm probably gonna have to work as a slave and the dad's just like no feast party time let's do this we're so glad you're back right and i can't even imagine what the other son is feeling when it's like boy i hope mom's just ripping him a new one you know He's been gone all this time and he comes back on her deathbed. How dare he? Yeah. You know, like, who knows what he's feeling, but...
1: Yeah. And this EP, part two, obviously we said it's the prodigal son. The moral of the prodigal son is obviously, like, you can come back, but it's also this idea of, like, a welcoming father. And in this case, a mother, right? But, like, God is not saying look at all these things you did. How dare you come back? It's like, no, I've, I've been looking for you. I've been calling you, right? Every single day, thinking about you. And yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a really good picture of God is, is welcoming. And no matter how far you've gone, how far you've strayed, the sins you committed, whatever it is, like it's never too far away. Yep. You're always welcome and it's 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 beautiful you know and to see it in the picture of a mother and a son like in the context of what happened in the previous ep like you said you can't you can't not kind of get worked up about it because it's it's so well done favorite song no oh i don't
0: know what my favorite song is I, i really don't i don't know if i get big one i think musically and stuff and i think storytelling wise like it's probably this one. It's kind of like that Capital Lights Christmas song, you know, A Christmas Story. Yeah. How it just, it gets you, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, I hate listening to this. But when I do, I can't skip it, you know? Right. And I feel like this does that to me. Uh, and just, they do a good job, like, vocally with this, like, sing, scream, cry. Like, I feel like he's, like, cry screaming, you know? Like, yes, yeah. Especially that chorus thing they do, you know, The Heart Breaks. It finally, finally takes its toll. Finding strength isn't easy. Like, that's such a catchy. Like, just hearing that is like, I don't know. It's an earworm. Just that tone and that pitch that he sings, screams, cries, that, whatever he's doing. The
1: (laughs) emotional piece of not even the lyrics, but just his voice.
0: Yeah. And like, they do like that
1: underwater sound stuff too, or
0: like, you know, he sounds really far away and it's just. All you hear is like a guitar, like it's. They do a great. It's a very dynamic song. It's yes. It's story driving, you know. Yeah,
1: I think of like bands that tell stories, right? Yeah, I think of like Emery or, or whoever else, right? But like, it, it this even feels different because I feel like the music is also telling the story in mm-hmm. many ways. You know what I mean? Like it just it just feels like the music was written to help. I don't know. Obviously, I think that's all bands, but I feel like the music was, like, really written to emphasize pieces of this, you know? Yeah,
0: I get what you're saying, because, like, some bands, if you don't listen to the lyrics and you listen to the music, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a fun song. That's a good song. Right? Like, freaking Plead the Widow's Cause, right? Yeah. Love that song. And then I read the lyrics, Dying and I'm like, crash, this yeah. is so... No, no, the, the sad one about, like, the mom oh, and Christmas yeah. and stuff. Well, and I used to think that was such a catchy song, and then I read the lyrics, and I'm like i don't want to know this song yeah (laughs) it's sad but yeah i get what you're saying i get what you're saying but uh i think that wraps up the embrace should we move on to the third ep yeah let's see what's happening with the dad the next song is called the call
1: Okay, so the third part, part three, is from the perspective of the father. So we go back in time, right? We've learned about the mother. We learned about the sons. And now this is the perspective of what the dad was going through before he left. Mm -hmm. And The Call is a brutal song. Um, It is my favorite song. Lyrically? Musically? Both, I think. We'll talk about that too. Um, But this is my favorite song on the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've I've listened to it a ton. Uh, But I think there's a lot of great pieces in this song. So it talks about this, the father, who's going through... He's depressed, man. He's depressed. Um, He has... An addiction to alcohol that's leading him and has taken hold of him. And you can kind of start to see through this song what was causing him, what caused him to leave. To leave. Mm-hmm. Right? And if there's any empathy for him, like we'll try to find it. Because before, when we just found out the dad left, like pssst, no empathy. Hater. Yeah. Yeah. He's a coward. He's. We hate him. And so All nine
0: songs here we go
1: this part three not is trying to change that but is showing the perspective right from why he did what he did yeah and I wonder if the mom knew
0: <clears throat> but so yeah as Tyler said you know he's he's a pastor I like I like the uh, the lyrics and the you know visual images basically you know he's Doing drunken communion, right? This was his Friday night mass, clutching the good book, and then on the other hand, a shot glass. Yeah, you know. Um, There's
1: another line that I really liked. I don't know if I wrote. Preaching. But, my favorite of all time is preaching fireball and brimstone. Fireball. Like, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I love that lyric, and I know it's kind. Of, it's I don't know if it's cheesy, but like I love it because it's like man, like. It it just fits so well. And I I think, yes, it's kind of this facade that's put on maybe that this guy had it all figured out. Yeah. You wouldn't have known.
0: I don't know if he did.
1: I mean, okay, so there's that
0: line where he's like, he says to himself, you know, just one, no one would have to know. Yeah. And then he says, after all, he, capital H, turned water into wine. Yeah. So it's like he's justifying, like, I mean, even Jesus made alcohol right he made it for people at a party like i can i can consume more and he, yeah he definitely i mean the the wordplay here and i uh, even the anger and the lyrics and stuff like this guy had a drinking problem bad
1: yeah. yeah for sure and it 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 shows it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and talks about these false idols right which to him is is alcohol right he's consuming, continually consuming and to the point to where it's taken hold of him. Yeah. Right. And I really like, I
0: like the, because it comes back later, the line where he says the shepherd lost his way back. Yeah. And then there's another part later where the shepherd will return him, but yeah, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I, I just, I think of, not necessarily alcohol, right? But like sins that can consume people. Um, sins that like... If you do too much... like it, it can literally take a hold of your life and change you. And alcoholism is one of those. Mm-hmm. Right? And then like... The breakdown is like this warning to all people. And I, I mean, I just... This part is like my favorite part of the album. When it's a breakdown... Don't get a hold of something... That can get a hold of you. Don't get a hold of something. That can get a hold of you. Yep. Like, I love that. Ah oh, man. And thinking about that. I think that's why this is my favorite. Like my favorite song. Because is this what turned him? Like is this the reason? Is this sin of alcoholism? Is this what started? What sparked this whole story of trauma? And pain and anger. Like, is alcohol the sin of alcoholism?
0: Yeah. I mean, all the suffering that his family had to endure because of his sin.
1: Right. And, and is there something before, though? Like, that's another part of it. Like, okay, <clears throat> in many cases, like, I guess I would look at it and say alcohol is a, tr- a treatment, quotations to something that's going on. Is is he depressed? Sure. Is he going through some, is the weight of being a dad with another one on the way and a pastor, is that just too much for him? So he needs to escape and he gets a hold of alcohol to try and escape. And all of a sudden alcohol took him.
0: Yeah. See, I'm kind of curious about that too, because when he says that it says that he recalls his father's words, right? Etched in stone on his heart grown cold that's what his brother says. His father says to him that he remembers so well. Don't get a hold of something that can get a hold of you. Mm. So maybe it's a genetic addiction issue, and he knows his dad struggled with it. Maybe it's just every line down. Who knows? And maybe it was just a gradual thing. You know? Yeah. One glass here, one glass there, and eventually it became a. Oh, I actually I need this to, to do this social event because I have social anxiety now or. I need this drink to, to go to sleep tonight. You know, like it just becomes like a daily, nonstop use, and then it's like, uh oh, it got a hold of me, and I can't let go.
1: Yeah, where there's an actual addiction, you know, Um, and there's been like studies that have shown like, like alcoholics like with trying to stop is physically issues happen right because yeah. you're so dependent on it, Um, and. I think that's a biggie for a lot of people in in the Christian community because there's a lot of different feelings about alcohol, right? Um, yeah, but I also think that this goes zooming out. This goes beyond alcohol. This is about sin, right? Sin that can take a hold of you, right? If, yeah. it's, a, if it's a porn addiction or if it's drugs or alcohol or whatever, right? Like there's things that can – you can create false idols right yeah and worship those to the point to where it consumes you and takes a hold of your life um and it's so crazy because maybe like you said maybe his dad was an alcoholic which in turn made it more susceptible for him to be an alcoholic which caused him to leave which caused his wife to be so sad and angered because she's a single mother which caused his, his son, son to be a drug addict to or? like, dude, it's just this vi- vicious cycle of pain. Yeah. And it makes me like, you know, this is a fictional story, I believe. I mean, it's obviously happened. Well, I think it's a story. Before. It happened in the sixties. So happened to before. I'm sure it's happened to many families. You know, it makes me thankful for my family. Cause I'm at, I don't, I couldn't even fathom what this is like because I, I've been lucky enough to have, two parents that have stayed together same a pretty stable household right where money wasn't like a huge issue and i've kind of been spoiled in a sense you know um where people are out there every single day in our circles we know them that can be like yeah i mean that's kind of like my life yeah my parents split up when i was four or my my dad died or, or whatever it is like there's people yeah. that are actually hurting out there.
0: Well, shout out to my dad who his father left when he was a little child. Yeah. I don't I remember how old he was. Maybe 2. But grandma found another dad, you know, and raised him and, and all that and so I was blessed that my dad broke that cycle. Yeah. In the words of for today.
1: Right. Yes.
0: But uh you know, so I I don't have that experience i yeah i cannot relate with this the story
1: but your dad can right and And i mean
0: i can empathize and yes i am a father and i am a son and i can imagine my life going those ways you know
1: yeah but and it's even though like i can look at it and be like yeah you know i'm not gonna let that take over my life i wouldn't there's still like for me like some empathy for like this dad, like I got no empathy still. I I in do this
0: song. I'm just like, eh. You know, and the way the song ends with him like he goes home, right, and he says he watched them asleep, like trees. That swayed in lament. Swaying in sadness. Why are they sad? You know? I don't understand. It's such weird analogies at the end, you know. Yeah. The hush of the limbs as they break and they bend. Like, was he afraid that he would hurt his family? Like, I, I, really don't know. The sagging moss hung like thoughts in his head. Because <sighs> I think, I think at
1: this point, like,
0: he he's realized. He's super wasted, and they're all—it's all blurry. And, no,
1: no, uh, I think he realizes, like, and he sees through all this how much he's hurting his family. Like, they know, right?
0: Oh yeah, I, okay, I see what you're saying. They though. know. I got you. Yeah, and
1: he, and in his mind they're better without me. They're literally going to be way better than having some hypocritical father who's an alcoholic. Pastor, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave. I'm out.
0: And yeah, I see that now cuz it says, you know, they they had tear-soaked pillows and all that, you know, as
1: they're asleep. And it could have been a drunken decision which could have led to this car crash. Right? Like I think there's also that piece was he drunk driving? um yeah. when this happened
0: well we'll get to that
1: and right and so there's that piece of it too to where this decision's maybe not thought through so well because something got a hold of him dude like yeah. sin has roots deep in his yeah. heart
0: yeah and i i like the imagery in the in the of of the lyrics that they chose cuz they equate him to being leaves on the ground but they equate the kids and his wife to being willow trees like weeping yeah. willows and so when he leaves it says yet he left like the wind blowing through the trees you know through the weeping willows like he thinks he's nothing but just these useless leaves in this forest of trees which is his family he's like yeah i can't help you i'm i'm no good here i'm only gonna make things worse and he just pieces out yeah cool lyrics like uh, cool story imagery not a cool story uh but yeah, your favorite song, huh? Oh
1: man, yeah. It it gets me, but I also think like I just really like that breakdown.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Like it's just such like, a yeah. good
1: breakdown. Um and this whole song is, is heavier, like I think too, which I like. I do like the the message of like sin can sin can take you down. Like yeah. if you let
2: it.
0: Yeah, we were talking the other day or like maybe it was when you were up visiting for my for my birthday and we went out or whatever but someone was talking about something and you kept saying don't get a hold of something that can get a hold of you <laughs> yeah
1: dude i was mentioning this song and i was like like looking at you yeah like,
0: i don't remember what it was about though i think it was a conversation someone brought something up and you're just like hitting my arm like gary
1: <laughs> I'm like what don't get a hold of something that can get a hold of you dude like, what was that about i don't remember because it was so cheesy I remember I was yeah, and I and I just said it like I said it nonchalant like, well, don't get a hold of something, they can get a hold of you. Because
0: <laughs> we were watching the Gonzaga basketball game, you know.
1: Gosh, yeah. What was it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's funny. I'm glad you remember that. That's all I remember. Every time you visit, I just look back every night. I'm like, what did we talk about? Oh. Hmm. So one other thing I wanted to bring up is yeah. kind of funny. So I know these guys are fans of me without you.
1: Oh. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And they
0: have that song January nineteen seventy nine. Yes. <laughs> so in the first the first line talks about November, you know, the sixteenth of November nineteen sixty three. I'm just
1: like immediately, you know. Yes. I, January
0: nineteen seventy-nine, there was a horrible
1: crash. Dude. I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. One hundred percent. I was thinking the exact same thing. I and I didn't realize. I mean, I could maybe take that they were inspired by me with that year, maybe like fans. But I didn't know. But then I thought of that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, homage, dude. They're paying homage to a great band. Yep. That's funny. (laughs) Yes, 100%.
0: So, with that, I think we can move on to the last song we picked The Answer. In this song, uh, kind of the closer, there is a song after this, but that's that kind of uh, focuses on the very last few moments of this song. Yeah. Um. Basically, in this song, dude's praying to God, repenting. He wants help to go back to his family. He wants to straighten up his life. Um. You know, he's ready to ask for forgiveness and to be a father again. Yeah. Uh. You know, but the rain keeps falling, and as we know from the other songs, uh, he dies in a car crash on his way back. But what is really cool about this song, there's also some cool imagery, right? So the first half is kind of him fighting with himself. uh, You know, like, telling himself to man up kind of thing. And the second half is, like, him praying to God, like, I I can't do it on my own. Um, And there's a line that I thought was really interesting. So he says that, you know, he's got pieces of his shattered heart that he picks up and he tapes it to his fists so he's got broken hearts on his fists picturing this in your head you know he's remembering his love for his wife their first kiss he misses her and so he throws punches at his loneliness and it spills blood right and it's like so he's punching with his heart taped to his fists at his loneliness like the that like interesting lyricism and like Yeah. yeah it's it's i i like that the artistic style of choosing those words and the whole fact, the other thing I like, and then I'll let you go, Tyler, the chorus, right? It's, it's simple. Just always remember it's the rain that makes the flowers grow. It's raining the whole time in this song. And at the very end is when the car crashes and it says, you know, the rain kept falling. So this whole time where you're like building up hope, like, yes, he's going to make it. He's turning his life around. He's going to go back
1: and help his family. Cause they need him. Yeah
0: and but then you're like oh wait he's not gonna make it
1: yeah it it sucks like it does suck because you know who never knew that he changed his mind about everything and came back and was gonna go be a dad again everyone (laughs) yeah you know except for god and like in the grand scheme of things as absolutely in tough as this is god's the only one that needed to know that repentance you can tell just from the lyrics, the way that he's praying to God, like he truly, he understands that he, he was wrong and wants to be better. And there's true repentance here. Right. And he just rededicates him life, rededicates his life to God. And he, he says he kneels before the throne. Like you can just feel it. Right. And how he's going to go back. But like some decisions have consequences, Right. Some just because like you want it to be a happy ending, it's not always going to be, mm-hmm. right? And so his his decision to go out that night, and who knows from the previous song, was he drunk or was it just because? Who it knows was even raining, how long it's been or how long it's been? Maybe he was dry Yeah, maybe he was just driving forever, and then finally he was almost home, or whatever, right? Yeah. Crashes and dies, and before he crashes. As the car begins to spin and sinks in the river, in quotations, the man saying, oh, God, I'll never see them again. Uh, Song's done. Boom.
0: Yeah, done. man.
1: Yeah, I really like I, – I like to imagine,
0: like, that second verse where he's, like, talking to God. It's the drive there, you know? Yeah. And I really like his uh, – uh, when he says, God, you take and break my legs. You place me on your shoulders instead. Cause God, yeah. I'm lost, and I've left home. Help me go back. I'm not alone. Lord, I repent.
1: It's just like this, like begging of God to like help him fix this. And I think there's some really like, from this we can glean like that he he was a he was a there was a good dude in there. Right? He he wanted to be a dad. He wanted to be a husband. And maybe at some point he was a good dad and a good husband before alcoholism or before his depression or whatever it was like. And I think at the end of the embrace, when we see like the mom, like comparing the son to the dad in a positive way. Yeah. Now we see what she's talking about. We see what she's talking about. It seems like this piece wraps up everything because even for the dad who is sinful, leaves his family absolute coward, there's still redemption for him. Like, there's still a spot for him, and God still welcomed him back. Even for, like, the lowest of lows, like, doesn't matter. Which is encouraging for people, I think, that are there. There's a lot of people that feel like they need to clean up before they come to God. They don't.
0: Yeah, I feel like the the stuff the mom was talking about with the son... <clears throat> and then what the band kind of stepped aside and said applies here, too. Like, yes. it's not just to the prodigal son. In, in a way, it's the prodigal father. Yeah, it's yes. just he doesn't get to come home. And, I mean, we're not going to talk about the song. But the next song, you know, which features uh, Kevin Klein from Valley Heart, yeah. uh, it's basically the dad talking to God, like, on his deathbed, right? Floating down the river, begging to, you know, forgive me of my sins, I can't wait to see you. Uh, Like, he knows who God is, he knows where he's going. And it's just like this, like, I don't know, lament, this prayer. Like, it's pretty emotional. Um, Yeah. And really well done musically,
1: too. But, really good album, huh? It's one that makes you think. It's one that stirs up some emotions in you which I think we need to and we need to be we need to remember constantly that we can easily be the brother or the father
0: yeah well yeah I think that wraps up this episode and this album Uh, I hope that we convince some of you to like check this album out if you haven't maybe give it another listen and see you know how what see what you missed um i i actually so tyler picked these six songs but after i wrote my notes and did them i'm like well wait what what's this song about exactly it's in between these two things what happens like reading about the depths which is like one of their most played songs right it was a a big single when they first signed to face down and and reading about the dad you know struggling through that um and that that's in between the call and the answer right yes um And so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here, and I hope you guys go and check it out. And, like, maybe you're like me. My first time through, I had no idea it was a concept. Heck, the first 10 times through, I had no idea this was a concept album. Yeah. It was a story front to back, right? I'm like, these are some random stories. Who is this dad? Like, uh, who's this pastor? Oh, it's another, like, hypocritical pastor song. But it's like, no, this is the dad from song one, you know? Yes. Anyway, very cool. Very cool kudos to you guys in meadows if you're listening to us absolutely uh and <clears throat> i know i talked to christian uh at that live show and he's like if you guys ever want me on but i know they're hitting the road i don't know what we talked to him about you know just like hey man we liked your your, your album it was really good
1: yeah i don't know maybe just kind of inspiration about it i don't know what what is there to talk about yeah yeah well maybe it's something that'll happen we <clears throat> see
0: all right thanks everyone for listening if you like what we're doing, become a patron, buy us a cup of coffee, join the conversation daily with like-minded people, uh, you know, and hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is booming right now. Sure is. Dude, we're going to hit like 5K by the time this episode airs.
1: Does that mean we get verified?
0: Well, now you can get verified just by paying money.
1: Wow, well, I mean...
0: You don't have to, like, have a certain number of followers. I mean, our and our patrons
1: that. want us to be verified now
0: yeah i mean if you guys want us to 12 bucks a month so is it really yeah just for that blue check box what you get other stuff too like extra stickers and things for your stories and i'm like oh i need that god i have my stickers
1: dang anyway
0: thanks everyone have a good day or night or morning or evening
1: see you later
2: for listening.